It is uh, Hope's tradition to follow the Christian calendar, the lectionary, and this morning it just so happens to be that today is the day that uh, the church around the world celebrates the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you'll turn with me to Matthew, the third chapter, we begin reading at the 13th verse. Matthew chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. Listen then for the voice of God. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? And Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I'm well pleased." The word of the Lord. I saw Karen Sluice, Hope Church member, I saw Karen Sluice either just before or just after Christmas. We had a conversation about her parents. This has been in my mind. Therefore, this story. Hank and Gert were in a self-described mixed marriage. Hank was CRC. Gert was from the Reformed Church in America. And in repeating that old joke, Gert would laugh And with a twinkle in his eye, Hank would quietly chuckle and nod. Of course, that dynamic punctuated every conversation with Hank and Gert. She laughed. Hank quietly nodded. Hank and Gert were members of Hope for about 50 years. They served as church janitors for a season. They raised children grandchildren and great-grandchildren at Hope. They weathered good days and hard, and they kept that same delightful dynamic. She laughed, he kept quiet. Hank served in World War II and was reticent to talk about his experience. When he did, his stories were short, recounting service in the South Pacific Theater. However, one morning over breakfast at the Golden Bowl, Hank showed me two books filled with pictures of boats, planes, and platoons of men lined up like class pictures for a grade school yearbook. Hank said one of those is a picture of his company. For the life of me, I couldn't find him. They all looked alike. 
They wore the same uniforms and had the same haircuts. Nobody was heavy, nobody was tall, nobody stood out. They were all white. And they were just boys doing their best to serve their country. They were young men who had a sense of belonging. HARP, Hope's Association of Retired Persons, would meet to eat cookies, read books, and tell stories. And in those meetings, I heard a rich oral history about the old Dutch West Side and going to church and going to war and coming home and family and belonging. Because there was always a deep sense of belonging. You belong to your girl or your guy, to your family and to your country. You belonged to your community, to your church, to your God. You belonged. One way to read the baptism of Jesus is as a story of belonging. The birth of Jesus isn't recorded in all the Gospels, but the baptism of Jesus is. You'll find it in the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and it's alluded to in John. In writing the story of Jesus, the Gospel writers saw this baptismal event as essential to understanding Jesus. It's not incidental or tangential, but it gets at the central question of the identity of Jesus. The mystery of how Jesus is fully God and fully human has been framed in confessions and creeds, but here it's set in narrative form. Here it's a story. And Jesus joining the John on the banks of the Jordan. Theo, we'll see you. No, oh, Eowyn. Jesus joining John on the banks of the Jordan is not a baptism of repentance to wash away the sins of a wayward youth, but it has to do with Jesus finding his place with humanity and finding his place with God. Consider. You know, there's no way of knowing how self-aware Jesus was. We don't know if his divinity dawned on him or how his humanity unfolded for him. There's no way of knowing if or how his sense of self was learned. What we know is the gospel narrative. Jesus made his way to the banks of the Jordan and slipped in among the people being baptized by John. John Box. Jesus affirmed his baptism was proper to fulfill right relationship. John consented. And then all manner of cosmic drama broke out. The membrane between heaven and earth is split. The spirit descends. 
the sun ascends, and the voice of God spoke over the waters, this is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. Kathleen Norris writes of this scene. The occasion of his baptism is so momentous that we are jolted all the way back to the first chapter of Genesis. As the separation of earth and sky and God established at creation, that God established at creation is reconfigured. God breaks through in order to speak directly to human beings. So, the Trinity is present, creator, son, and spirit. There's separation of earth and sky and water. There's a new Adam, and the voice of God announces his blessing. God saw that all he had made was good, or this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. There's a kind of regenesis, a new beginning. It's a new picture of what God intends for humanity. It's a picture of right relationship. It, and in that mystical moment, Jesus learns, affirms, accepts, and lives into who he already is. Jesus belongs to humanity. He's dunked into our death. Jesus belongs to God. He's raised up to life and identity in God. And baptism is a sacrament of belonging even for Jesus. You know, Hank and Gert were married for 65 years. When Hank passed away, Gert told me that something inside of her was missing. It was as if something physical, something visceral, some part of her was gone. And then remarkably through tears, with a little more oomph in her voice, she said, but he didn't belong to me. But he didn't belong to me. And it struck me, this is why it stuck with me, it struck me as a remarkable testimony. Sure, maybe it's what you're supposed to say. Or, or maybe it's just what you know after a lifetime of being together. But from deep in her heart, Gert said that Hank belonged to God. The Heidelberg Catechism frames it this way. What's your only comfort in life and in death? That I'm not my own, but belong, body and soul, in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, because I belong to him, Christ Jesus by his Holy Spirit assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. Dear friends, 
may Hank and Gert and the baptism of Jesus remind us that faith is not a matter of getting it right, nor a reward given those who hold it together. And faith is not having all the answers. Faith is the deep trust that no matter what comes, no matter what this world throws our way, no matter war or peace, no matter life or death, no matter how we fail or fall, we're caught, we're held, we belong to God through Christ. Eowyn May and Theodore Robert, you belong to God in Christ. Amen. You know, eventually, y'all are still with me. My deep southern roots just came out right there. <laughs> eventually, Gert's wits slipped away. She lived for years with confusion and dementia. Gradually, her grasp of things eroded and her laughter was silenced. But her belonging never wavered. Even when she didn't know it, she belonged to God in Christ. The Canons of Dort puts it this way. We quoted the Heidelberg Catechism. This seems fitting. Canons of Dort puts it this way. So it is not by their own merits or strength, but by God's undeserved mercy that they neither forfeit faith and grace totally nor remain in their downfall to the end and are lost. With respect to themselves, this not only easily could happen, but also undoubtedly would happen. But with respect to God, it cannot possibly happen. God's plan cannot be changed. God's promise cannot fail. The calling according to God's purpose cannot be revoked. The merit of Christ as well as his interceding and preserving cannot be nullified. And the sealing of the Holy Spirit can never be invalidated nor wiped out. Dear friends, the heart of the gospel is that you belong to God in Christ of which baptism is a sign and seal. And that reality is unassailable. Jesus is united with us in death. We're united with him in resurrection. Jesus is united with us in sin. We're united with him in salvation. Jesus is born the child of a woman we're adopted as the children of God. We belong to God in Christ. You belong to God in Christ. Thanks be to God in Christ. So this morning we baptized Eowyn and Theodore as a sign and seal of their belonging. Look, of course, 
they belong to their loving family. And as twins, in some unique way, they'll belong to one another. They'll belong to teams and orchestras and clubs. Eventually, they'll belong to those with whom they fall in love. But underneath every one of those commitments and expressions of community, they will always belong to God in Christ. Unshakable, eternal, covenantal. You're still with me? Because this is about you. Because therefore it is incumbent on, upon us, their family family and their church family, to help them learn and live into that reality as they grow into their sense of self-awareness, they'll need to hear again and again and again, you're my daughter, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. You're my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. In success and in screw-ups, in guilt and goodness, in accomplishment and struggle, they'll need to know that they belong, body and soul and life and in death to their faithful Savior. And when they're empty of self, or when they're stuffed full of self, they'll still belong to God in Christ. When they're confident and when they're confused, they'll still belong. Living into our baptismal belonging, each one of us, is a lifetime journey. A lifetime of learning, growing, and knowing what that belonging means. Martin Luther puts it this way. Martin Luther. In baptism, therefore... Every Christian has enough to study and practice all of his or her life. Christians always have enough to do, always have enough to do to firmly believe what baptism promises and brings. Victory over death and the devil, the forgiveness of sins, God's grace, the entirety of Christ and the Holy Spirit with all his gifts. Hank and Gert belonged to God in Christ. Eowyn and Theodore belong to God in Christ. You belong to God in Christ. May we live in, learn from, and love out of that reality. May our days be marked by faithful obedience expressed as gratitude. Thanks be to God. Amen.